0: You know, I was, I was wondering, you know, if she could keep on because the force—it's got a lot of power, and it makes me feel like it. It, it makes me feel like. It.
1: What's your favorite Ian Holm role?
2: Well. I don't know man i feel like i've seen him and stuff but i don't really remember <laughs> what he's played so maybe that's really bad at me or maybe that's just says that he's like that good of an actor that he just like kind of like disappears into his roles and it's not like you know somebody who like uh, i'm trying to think of like right now like 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 an actor who like every time you see him on things it's not necessarily that they're a bad actor but they're just they're they're doing the same thing they're doing the same bit it's like clearly this is who it is um, but I don't think he's like that. This episode um, brought
1: to you by the word "like."
2: <laughs> it's um, like, you know, all right, like whatever. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um,
1: I th- I I agree and disagree. Okay, I think he's a great actor who could do anything. Yeah, but I think that he definitely had a role that he was called upon to play often. Yeah, and that of like the officious uh, type. You know, the the officious. Uh, Uh, busybody, uh, kind of. Somebody
2: who you don't really trust? Yeah,
1: yeah, but, uh, yeah, well, I mean, sure, yeah. Okay. Okay, the duplicitous, officious, busybody.
2: (laughs) Although, I feel like we trust Bilbo, besides the fact that he's, like, obsessed with this ring. You
1: know, that was, like, 15 years ago now.
2: I know, right? Okay? I know.
1: (laughs) It's like, it's just, what about, what about Alien.
2: Yeah, Alien was a good role for sure.
1: Did you Yeah, or like Time Bandits. Did you know that he was in Les Misérables in a TV version of Les Misérables? I did not know that. And he no. played uh Thénardier.
2: Okay, remind me who that is.
1: Master of the house. I don't oh, think it was, they didn't okay. sing, but yeah. Okay,
2: gotcha. Okay. Sure. Um he did a lot of uh stage work too, didn't he? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um Really, really great actor.
1: Um, He's been. Yeah, should try to let you continue. Or? No, okay. You can continue. Uh, thanks, because um, I kind of felt you, you were winding down. Because mm. <laughs> I'm, I'm amazed you didn't start with Bilbo Baggins.
0: Yeah, the well, last his last role. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm I'm just pissed he didn't get to play uh, Bilbo in um, the Hobbit, and if they had not. If they had made those right away when they wanted to Mm. and not got wrapped up in the whole thing with uh, the money dispute and uh, Guillermo having to move on, even though I'm the world's number one Guillermo del Toro hater, I think that he probably would have did a good job on The Hobbit. Yeah, probably. Or something Tolkien related. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, by that time it was too late and and Tim from The Office had to come in. And speaking of like officious, uh, untrustworthy uh, roles, um, Tim from The Office.
2: Ugh. His what name, is, what he, is his, his name? Name we
1: still can't remember. Martin his... Freeman.
2: Yes, yes.
1: Um, but yeah, but I mean, like a, a guy who has been in probably like most of my favorite movies, mm-hmm. like over the years.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, like Henry V, Um, t- Brazil.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I like Brazil. I, I don't think it's as good as everybody says it is, but yeah, I, sure. I think it is really good. Yeah, it is. Um, when I played Polonius, I tried my best to not. In fact, I looked at his his depiction of Polonius yeah,
2: yeah,
0: yeah. in
1: the Hamlet, uh, the Gibson Hamlet. Yeah. And I did my best to, to not, I kind of respected him by whenever I got too close to what I thought was like an Ian Holm yeah, Polonius. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. tried to steer away from that because okay. he was just, Which I didn't want to I didn't wanna, yeah, touch that too much. <clears throat> and he was, uh, he went nuts in the nineties. Like, I mean, he did things afterwards too, but he was really just making it happen in the nineties. A lot of great, small um films a lot of character roles. Mm-hmm. I think one of my favorite. I mean obviously like The Fifth Element. Yeah. Um but w- one of my favorite uh roles uh was um his, the role of Mitchell in uh The Sweet Hereafter. Which is I a really I
2: have seen that.
1: Um which a really uh underrated I think and somewhat forgotten movie. Hmm. But he was uh he was in Big Night too. That's another movie that nobody remembers anymore.
0: I
2: have seen that
1: either. Um and that was really great. Okay. Um, and he had a small, smaller role in *Existence*, one of my favorite Cronenberg oh, yeah, films. I,
2: I have seen that.
1: Yeah, and he was also in *This Is 2000, I guess, but he was in a little tiny movie called *Joe Gould's Secret*.
2: Okay. That
1: nobody remembers, and I think is one of I think that's my favorite role of his.
2: Really, yeah. what is that one about?
1: Um, <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: it's complicated. He plays a homeless man uh, in like new york like uh manhattan or, sure. or like greenwich village or something like that yeah and he's like a homeless guy but he's like this enigma- enigmatic guy it takes place in the 40s and i think stanley tucci is in it as he was in a lot of uh films they were in a- shared the screen together a lot um and it's he's he, supposedly he knows where like a treasure is buried or something like that okay and so like all these you know manhattanites you know of the 1940s, you can kind of already imagine all the slicked back hair.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. See
1: him as a curiosity, but they want to kind of get to know him. And they want to find, like, the treasure or whatever, but they don't really need it. It's just, like, they want to know what his secret is. And it's just, it's like, the, it's just the perfect, like, late 90s, early 2000s Artie off movie where everybody is just, you know, it's just interesting and... Completely, everybody f- completely forgot about it the second it came out. But you know, it's just—I don't. know, That's really good.
2: Worth worth seeing.
1: Uh, yeah.
2: Should I add it to my? I wouldn't list? put it on
1: your all time oh, list.
2: Okay, all but right. he's. Uh, That's what I was asking about. But he's
1: really great in it.
2: Okay, all right.
1: And uh, yeah, uh, just you know, a, a loss.
2: Yeah, I know. Here's to you, sir. Was he a sir? I feel like he should be a sir. <laughs> but here's to you, Ian Holm. Don't don't let us. <laughs> Wow. Well, anyways. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, yeah, Surian home. Yes. Uh, Here's to you, missed, Surian and home. Yes. you be And I guess this segment's over because you want it to be, no. uh, let's follow up with something else. Okay. What's up with creeps? Mm. A lot of creeps floating around.
2: That's such a broad question. I don't even know if I want to get into it. Um, I
1: mean, what, what is going on? So many people have come down as giant creeps recently. Yep. Um, Yep. Danny Masterson, who we've known as a creep for a long time, has now been formally charged with rape. Who so is Danny
2: Masterson again? He
1: was Hyde from that 70s show. Oh,
2: okay. I guess. All
1: right. Uh,
2: All right. I didn't hear about that one.
1: Chris D'Elia, uh, who has played uh, a rapist and a pervert in uh, cool. pretty much everything he's been in, uh, is a, is a pervert. And uh, I don't know. Maybe rapist. Parody. Awesome. Uh, satire. We don't know. And it's always it's always the first person that you you expect, mm. um, <laughs> and that's uh, that kind of sucks. Um, yeah. You know, comic fans uh, might be reeling over the news that uh, I guess Warren Ellis is kind of a creep too.
2: Yeah, I feel like that one's. Ooh. I don't know. I mean, he's not a sir. No, just okay. to, just to prep you just before okay. you go into All this. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't gonna call him a sir. <laughs> Wow. Um, so I feel like that's... Um, I don't want to say it's more complicated, but in some ways it's more complicated. <laughs> I don't want to like, say it's dead air, but uh, you know, nothing's coming
1: but, out. But, so. but,
2: but like... So I guess what happened is... Um, oh, we're, there, we're into it. Well, I don't know. Do you want to get Go into it? Go for it, it yeah. Um, so there, there have been a lot of uh, women who have come out recently and who have... Uh, said you know I, and we don't necessarily know specifics and that's not necessarily the new thing is necessary. grooming that's what people yeah. say now yeah he, they said that he was be, i don't know if they use this term but that's the term that that news outlets have been using that he he groomed these young women like and you know i i don't know how conversations started but on like, the
1: warnell's forums which are a oh, huge okay. forum
2: okay yeah on, on the, the forums and, and then i don't know if they went um you know, to just like some sort of direct chat sort of thing, what have you. But like, you know, it started out fairly um, you know, innocuous and, is the word you're looking at. Yes, for. innocuous. And, you know, a lot of these young women were young creatives and in, in various fields, kind of looking for advice and whatnot. Um, and um, then it escalated because he somehow turned their interactions into, like, a sex chat. Uh, and um, I guess, like, like the the article that I read from Bleeding Cool, it, it's out. So you go ahead and read that if you're interested. Um, but it doesn't exactly go into, like, how old specifically these women are. I know they were young. But... When I read through the comments in that like it said the and and the article it said like the youngest person who has come out and has accused Ellis of this is nineteen, so if eighteen is the age of consent, then that's not necessarily you know he's it's young, but he it's not like he's not demonstrating necessarily a pedophiliac behavior, but it's still very very young, and I you know think what? he you... was like um." <laughs> Did I make up a word? You um, sound like Britta. Okay, great. Uh, but he's a he psychologist,
1: is, student of psychology.
0: Yeah,
2: he he definitely is like what, or has been. This is a pattern. This is multiple women. This has happened to. He's definitely seeking out young women, who who are are, are creative types and, and pursuing them. And ha- this is the same sort of thing that is happening. I read um another article and another uh, woman who um knew him, like, started interacting with him when I think she was, like, 23, mentioned that he uh, has solicited nude photos from teenagers. So I don't know if we need to... I mean, I guess I feel like... Obviously, his behavior is bad. Um, this is not something that we want to encourage. And somebody else who... um who tweeted about this this last week and has since erased her thread? Um, you know, said that she didn't want it to ruin her life or anybody else's, I think Ellis included. But, but this isn't just about him or her, and and it's more about, um. That that this is a pattern of behavior, and there's collective um uh, complicity in that behavior, and that's what you know coming out with this is what people are trying to inform everybody of and in the hopes that that ellis will will stop this behavior and also in the hopes that if he doesn't that more young women will not fall prey to it i do think that if you are going after um people who are under 18 it's you know, obviously a crime has been committed there. But if you're going after people who are 18 and over, I'm not saying that it's not horrible and that it's not. And that they're not haven't been abused. I'm not saying that, but I'm I'm saying, you know, these are these are adults. And I think that, you know, the situation changes a little bit.
1: Ever try to say everything at once that you feel about something?
2: I guess I just did. <laughs> what do you feel about it?
1: Uh. This guy's like, you know, he 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 walks around with a cane and he's got a lot of like young women with tattoos who idolize him. I mean, like, what's what do you think's going on? A lot of smoke there. Yeah. And not just from his. uh, I don't know what he sell cuts. What do you think he smokes?
2: I have no idea.
1: It doesn't surprise me at all. Okay, Um, And I think I don't know. It's not great. And no. it's too bad because, you know, he's not my favorite writer, but he did create one of my favorite characters, Spider Jerusalem. Right. Um, and so, you know, yeah, I'm not happy today. But at the same time, it's like you said, I mean, I don't know if any laws have been broken. Any laws that are on the books, the laws of like decency and, you know, right. how you just treat people. Right. Um, have been broken. So, he, you know, he he posted, you know, I mean, people always do. like, But he posted one of those things that was like you know i thought it was go i'm not saying this didn't happen but i thought it was this and other people say it's that and so i'm going to you know i apologize and i'm going to shut up and learn and it's just like what you have to right post right just like Ansel Elgort did did he yeah uh he responded to his sexual assault allegations uh
2: oh what did he today? say today
1: the allegations that he had uh you know sexually abused a 17 year old uh and so on and so
2: forth. Yep.
1: And he said, "Oh, you know, I've, we had a relationship, you know, but it was—I thought it was one thing. It's, it's, it's just the same thing." So, creeps. <sighs> yeah, I mean, here is the thing. I mean, we and,
2: have to, and and, yeah. and
1: just so we don't have to talk about it during the news, yeah. they finally got rid of the Into the Speaking of creeps, they finally got rid of the Into the Wild. Bus.
2: Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> no, the, the the end of the Wild Kid isn't a creep. Uh, Emil Hirsch, the the guy that played him in the movie, is right, a creep.
2: right, right, right. Not uh, the real life. So guy. put
1: him in the yeah. bus, and if you're gonna <laughs> drop it in a volcano, I actually didn't read the whole article, so I don't know if they're doing the bus. But you, you think they'll people really like this bus? So and yeah. they and they die trying to get there. So or once. What they if get you just there. stuck yeah. this bus in? A park or something in the city that he's from, or just stuck in like Anchorage or something like that. And then people I mean, can
2: that's an idea.
1: Safely hike to, to Alaska or there whatever. There you go. Yeah.
2: Right. Um, there, there's a. All right. Well, no get work. on that, people. Right. Exactly. Come
1: on. How, how <sighs> long have we been doing this? Yeah, Too long. All right. I know. It's, it's just enough trope. That's where we are. Uh, I'm my host, Calvin, joining us by my co host.
2: Hi, I'm Mikan Hanna.
1: And um, we've done it. We've expended uh, Mikan Hanna's words now for the oh, entire episode. That was my word count? So, yeah. All right.
2: I guess I'll just leave then.
1: No, no, don't. <laughs> you can leave. Just, you know, say you're going to stay. Oh, okay. And then okay. I'll shut your mic off. All right, all right. Uh, and we're going to talk uh, about a lot of things today. We're going to talk about uh, media that involves talking.
2: <laughs> yeah. A lot of talking. Uh-huh.
1: Characters who are just... They got it. The
2: snap. they the going. Snap, snap. Yep.
1: They, they've been vaccinated with photograph needles. Mm-hmm. They're all descended from... Um, Oscar Wilde and Noel Coward. A little bit. <laughs> We're going to yeah.
2: feel it yeah.
1: today. Noel Coward gay?
2: I don't know the answer to that, I don't honestly. know the answer either. Um, yeah. If you told I, me I he had know. great
1: hair, but also he had like, was married with four kids, I guess I'd believe you.
2: Yeah, I mean... I don't I know. know what
1: that means. Wow. And ignorant people either. like me uh, are some of the focus of the show. Love, Victor, which we'll be talking about today mm-hmm. uh, for our feature. Uh, Love, Victor, a uh, new entry in the Simon verse? Yes. You got
2: that right. You got that right. Is that a real thing? That is a real thing.
1: Oh, man. God. What? He's uh, Simon Spears. So it's like the SSU. That doesn't sound great.
2: (laughs) Well, maybe it came from because the book's title is Simon versus the Homo sapiens. HSU.
1: From the HSU.
2: HSU. The
1: Homo wow. sapiens universe. Wow. And so we'll be talking about that. It's a new show on Hulu. And also, um, probably before that, a little before that, I wanted to check back in with our community rewatch.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: Everybody's rewatching it. Probably done already with it, but we're not.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and we just got to the end of season three, which I would call uh, the beginning of the end, or it's maybe the, we're already in the middle of the end at that point. But yeah, I don't we'll know. We'll save it for the segment and hopefully not go too long. <laughs> How you been?
2: I've been good, yeah. Um, for the most part, as good as you can be um, when you're in the middle of a pandemic, and not here, uh, not here. People
1: wear masks here. Well,
2: I think Southern that's the states. case all over. So states
1: in a lot of trouble, a lot of trouble. Yeah, I
2: know, right? Um, yeah, and just you know, all of the. I mean, I think things have kind of died down, but just all of the you know
1: died down where.
2: I. I'm talking about like the, the like, you know, I think there's still some protesting going on, but oh. I think that, you, you well, know, like, yeah, I think that that they've been pretty much peaceful. Um,
1: there are continual protests happening. Yes. Across the country. Yes. The news isn't covering them anymore. Right. Because they, there's no violence. Right. So if, exactly. it, if it bleeds, it leads. If yeah. it clots, it's we, a blot. We, we, and we yeah I don't we, know. We okay, That was better.
2: OK. Well, there you go. Um, I'm fine. Are you fine?
1: (laughs) I don't know. I just, you, you you have this desire to, you've got the ball now and you're going to carry
2: it. Sorry. But you're kind of like running, you're not running
1: right into the end zone. You're going to like sort of break left.
2: How are you, Cal? Get some Gatorade. How are you doing? I've been
1: into early Michael Jackson. Yeah. Well, wait a minute. I guess I have to be (laughs) really specific, right?
2: Yeah, you do. Uh,
1: not Jackson 5, although I love the Jackson 5. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, or like off the, off the wall solo career thriller yeah of course thriller obviously thriller but mm-hmm. uh yeah yeah um off the wall uh don't stop till you get enough cool uh pretty young thing mm-hmm. you know human nature that kind of stuff
2: okay uh, what made you start listening to that uh, like why why did you have the desire to listen to that I, so, I cycle you cycle yeah
1: <laughs> it was time again
2: okay sure
1: also, um, I think you made a some kind of reference. You made a reference on Sailor Noob, mm. which I turned into a Michael Jackson reference.
0: Oh, okay. And although you
1: were completely insensate to what it was for okay. the entire recording session, <laughs> sure. I kept making jokes about it, and that, that fueled me into going to listen to some good old uh, big haired Michael Jackson stuff.
2: Okay, cool. Glad I could help. <laughs>
1: <laughs> How do you live with yourself? <laughs> Let's talk about the news. <laughs> Oh, you know there is a lot of news once more. Uh, how do we do it?
2: I don't know. You know how we should Rapid do it. Fire?
1: Just pick a couple stories, but instead, yeah. I want to talk about everything. Do you know that Disney almost bought Twitter in 2016?
2: No, I did not know that. Yes, That's, I'm glad that didn't happen because why?
1: Well, Just why? Well, because it, it was revealed in uh, Bob Iger, former Disney CEO. Bob Iger, he's out now, so he can dish the dirt. Uh, oh. he, uh, revealed that they had almost, uh, almost bought it in, uh, 2016. Okay. And he was kind of against it. I think that he, that's the basic thing is, is that he saw how, um, hot it could be, you know, a hot y it could be. Uh, and he's yeah. like, why do we want to deal with that?
2: No, especially when, like, Disney is, like, so concerned about making everything, like, PG or PG-13, like, at most. Yeah. Like, I think that we should keep Twitter its own thing or, you know, at the very least. Oh, no,
1: we should push it into a volcano with the bus.
2: Whoa, you don't like Twitter?
1: No, it's a cesspit.
2: Oh, okay.
1: Or pool. pool. Cesspool. Yeah, you swim in one, you throw buses in the other. Yeah, right, right, right. So, no, no, don't do that. Uh, The Oscars have been pushed back by two months. Okay. They won't be in February. They'll be in April. Uh, April twenty fifth, to be exact, twenty twenty one. That's the latest the Oscars have ever been.
2: Um, honestly, I think that that should be TBA because depending on when movie theaters are being able to release to open again and and actually release films, I think is going to be dependent on a lot of things. So uh, I think they could move again. Honestly, don't you? No. No. Oh, okay.
1: It has to be held for 2020.
2: Well, yeah, I know it has to be held for 2020. But
1: So if you push it back, all you're doing is accommodating films that are in January or February of 2021.
2: Oh, I guess I see your point. Yeah. All right.
1: And because of that, uh, the BAFTA Film Awards have been moved to April 11th. Okay. To be in their place two weeks before the Oscars as they, not always two weeks, but they're they're close. Okay. To that part, um, COVID has also affected the Star Wars Celebration, which has been totally canceled, mm-hmm. totally canceled,
2: totally canceled. And it has
1: been set for uh, the 2022. OK, so it looks like they're skipping 2021. No, I don't know a lot about uh, Celebration. I know that they had had uh, there isn't just one, right?
2: I have no idea. Normally it's honest. in you
1: know Anaheim or whatever, but then mm-hmm. they had um, they did a Chicago one last year, didn't they?
2: I think so. Yeah. Yeah. But
1: not anymore, baby.
2: At least they did it last year or it was planned for this year. One of the two. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. All right. I mean, maybe it's honestly, maybe it's smart. We don't know how long this is going to happen. I mean, I don't want it to go. Uh, I don't want COVID to go on much into 2021, but I don't know if it will or not. You know what I mean? So yeah. maybe they're smart to skip 2021.
1: Uh, I guess so. Um, also, they have nothing coming out. <laughs> this is all, this is That's all true too. fallout from uh was it Iger not Iger it's the new guy just going yeah I'm not gonna do it anymore Star Wars for a while
2: right right well I guess they have like
1: we're gonna I rest think... it like a steak we're gonna rest it and then I want to see Obi-Wan come out and like force salt mm. over the steak use the force to sprinkle wow. salt well wow. he's he gonna be like the salt guy with his yeah but he's yeah. not but he's across the room though oh okay right yeah. right right
2: more impressive uh, I do think that the second season of The Mandalorian is supposed to come out this fall. Yeah, it's
1: all done and in the can, so yeah. there's no point in not holding it back. Yeah. Plus, you got to get people to watch Disney+. Plus. Of course, they won't be able to know whether they like it or not, because Disney+, Plus trial accounts are over. Which is... Totally cancelled.
2: So stupid to me. <laughs> so stupid. Why would you do that? Like, I don't know. It, it gives you a chance... To try, let people try it out and see if they you, like it or not. Oh, you're gonna, You don't You're going to see anything. if you
1: like Snow White or not? Come on.
2: I don't know. But what do you lose by getting rid of the, like, well, what do you gain by getting rid of the trial? Uh,
1: you don't gain anything. Uh, I don't think you really lose anything, though, either. Nobody's, like, eyeing that, like, apple dumpling gang thumbnail and going, I wonder. Uh,
2: <laughs> I guess. So, yeah, I don't know, man. Anyway.
1: Um, what was the deal with them? They're all doing, always doing apple dumpling stuff.
2: I, have, I don't I know that I have c- ever seen it. I didn't see a so. single scoop of ice cream.
1: <laughs> Where's the ice cream league? The ice cream league versus the uh, apple dumpling game. Can't have an apple dumpling without ice cream.
2: No, no. Uh, all mode, all the way. 30 Rock
1: is coming back with an hour-long episode.
2: Okay. Are they going to do like a Zoom episode, like Parks and Rec?
1: They're going to do – it's, it's, like, it's going to be like Kimmy Schmidt, basically, right? Okay. Now, so now we know who's behind all this. It's Tina Fey and Robert Carlock, right?
2: Yeah.
0: They're I like,
1: guess. hey, what if we did another... <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, right. <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: What if Great News had a... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they were Great News.
2: Yeah. Is we that still watch... going? I think so. I don't know that it's not going. We've only watched like the first episode of that, so...
1: Yeah, but, you know, how many episodes of 30 Rock Light do you want to watch?
2: Whoa. Or. I don't
1: know. Or if 30 Rock is the Muppet Show Light, mm-hmm. then... It's the Muppet Show Zero. Oh, there you go. What else we got going on? Uh, Rita Moreno is a a treasure. Um, What else is going on? Uh, Kristen Stewart's going to play Princess Diana. Why? Because we need somebody to play the role because Diana is not available.
2: I know, but I'm sorry. I don't. I, I don't have anything against Kristen Stewart. I guess I don't think she's necessarily, like, the best actress. But I don't think of her as being, like, um, particularly regal, you know? Or um, what's the word that I'm looking for? She's
1: played a princess in, like, half the films that she's been in.
2: I know she has, but I don't know. I just don't know that she has that, that kind of, like natural charisma that diana had you know what i mean
1: no i i don't one oh. is a movie star and the other is just a, a cute chick from uh where's she from
2: gosh i don't remember
1: kensington I yeah somewhere nice yeah uh i um i disagree
2: okay but while agreeing in? okay
1: because not sure if she's a great actress and everything that she's in she's super self-important i don't mean Kristen stewart is self-important i just mean she's always set up as this like this is really important, you guys. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas yeah. like it she'll it be inextricably linked with him forever. But like Robert Pattinson is off uh, you know, stealing people from hospitals and yeah. uh, he's covered in fake jizz. Yeah. And like he's doing all these things in films. And Kristen Stewart is always like you can't you can't hear me tucking hair behind my ear. <laughs> but it's always like this is really important. And then the one the really big scene, maybe the pivotal scene in the film will be her you know, hugging an AIDS patient or whatever, like Diane did. Right, right. she be like, no, I'm going to hug him. (laughs) I don't know. We'll see. I I do not. Pablo Lorraine, Lorraine, excuse me, is um, the person behind this. Okay. uh, The the film, and I don't know, I'm not familiar with the the work of Pablo. Uh, But this could be a real, who knows? Maybe Mm -hmm. this is a real Robert Pattinson turn for her, but I kind of doubt it.
2: Yeah, I kind of doubt it, too. He's
1: going more commercial. What if she now goes more, more experimental? Yeah, there you go. That's what I want to see. <laughs> right? Sure. High Life 2. It's uh, starring Kristen Stewart.
2: Wow. Wow. Did they she ever make does... it
1: into the black hole?
2: <laughs> she just the sequels to all of his, like, out-there films.
1: <laughs> Cosmopolis 2. Yeah. <laughs> Dan DeLillo says, I'm turning over my grave, and I'm not even dead.
2: <laughs> the Lighthouse 2. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she she's the mermaid.
2: Yeah, there you go. And we
1: see it from her side.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. I didn't lay out on the rocks that long. <laughs> um, that was a weird movie. Uh, what else is going on? We always like to announce when bad people, or at least CEOs, Reed CEOs, mm-hmm. are doing good things. And Reed Hastings of Netflix has announced they are donating 120 million dollars to historically black colleges and universities.
2: I think that's awesome. Yes. That's fantastic. Although,
1: based on how much tuition is, that's going to help like two, maybe two and a half colleges. Uh, <laughs> apparently, right? Because they well, apparently they need that much money. I don't. <laughs>
2: wow, I don't know, man. I don't know I where all the money
1: goes. But
2: I, I don't know where it goes either. Yeah. I mean, I went to college. So did you? I mean, like, I don't know why tuition always seems to go up, and I don't know where all the money goes. I the know tuition grant
1: By Megan Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> don't do put
2: my name. In I that.
1: was. I wanted to learn. Um, Basket weaving or something. I can't remember. It was something productive. It's probably video editing, and I was like, I'm, "What? What if I just go to like the local? I live almost right next to the community, community college. college. yeah, What yeah. if I just got like my some classes there? I looked up the prices. Insane.
2: Yeah, I know. For community college. For community college. Yes, I know. I don't even. I don't even save it. I don't even want to know. Save
1: it for the segment. I
2: know.
1: We're getting there. Uh, uh, AT and T is laying off thousands of workers and they're closing two hundred and fifty stores. Wow. Just mean uh, Melania Trump is uh, gonna be fired.
2: I don't know. They go to uh, her. She's
1: in her blue shirt. And they're like, "Bad news. We have to fire." She's like, oh, well, that won't be a problem." No, really, you're you're gonna have to be fired. <laughs> oh boy, it's a scary. <laughs> uh, no, seriously, give us give us the name tag uh, and the shirt. <laughs> okay. Two security guys taking her out in a bra. Oh
2: my, wow!
1: Ushering her off the lot. That, that's not cool. Um, it obviously has to do with COVID, but um, it's not a good sign.
2: No. I can't even remember. I don't even know no, who owns not. who
1: and who is who anymore. I don't either. Um, T-Mobile just uh, bought Sprint and basically ate them whole. Yep. So you got that going on, and it just seems like if AT and T goes, and we're talking about you know the the, the cellular side of the business. I guess yeah, I don't yeah, really yeah. know. The whole corporate structure or org chart of AT and T, but mm-hmm. as as a cellular provider, if they go, you know, it's like an Agatha Christie play here. I
2: know like, it's bad. It's it's really bad. Um. Oh oh no!
1: Oh Verizon. No. What? Can you can you hear me now?
2: Um, he's he's out
1: because he went to Sprint right.
2: God, I can't remember where he started and where he ended up. It's Verizon. Can you, can and you hear Sprint? me now?
1: Is is Verizon?
2: Okay. Right. So then now he's with Sprint. Then
1: maybe it's Sprint. That's bad advertising. I can't remember. Guy looks like uh, Hal Rudnick a little bit. I, I know that, but otherwise I don't know who he, he, now he wears yellow. I know that.
2: So that's Sprint then.
1: Okay, well then he's, he's gone. So,
2: so, so can you hear me now, was Verizon? I and would put
1: him and the T-Mobile girl, I would put them in like an unhappy marriage. You know, like uh. just jam- the commercials are now them just, you know, just seething with resentment against each other. Wow. And they're both, you know, they're selling T-Mobile.
2: Sure, right. There you go. Oh, depressing. <laughs> he's
1: he's he doesn't want to be in this marriage. He's gay, but uh, for some reason he had to marry her, and the, and she doesn't. Oh boy, she crashed that motorcycle and she was not wearing her pink helmet, and things are
2: um, uh, 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 does uh,
1: not look good.
2: You're painting. a She whole needs picture a lot of hair.
1: help getting around, and it's really it's grating on him. And
0: wow.
2: <laughs>
1: don't. No, not only is there not an "and," there was never a "yes."
2: <laughs> Sorry, I don't need, know. you. my "yes." Do that you're,
1: big "yes." You
2: ran away with a story. Uh, but oh, you dad. could have jumped
1: in at any point. Um, everybody, remember we talked about? Shh, 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 shh. Don't tell
2: anybody about the blackface sketches
1: in your favorite shows. Oh, well, stop. Netflix found the one in Bob and David, uh. <laughs> so that is being pulled. Okay. And of course, David Cross. Who uh, is an ally, but also is uh, an asshole first. Wow. Asshole first, ally second. Wow. Had a real passive-aggressive post about that.
2: Um. Here. here so here's my question regarding that. Like, what make do it quick. What do they do when they pull? They, do they pull just? I have no maybe idea. Maybe you asked. We asked this before. Do they pull just that episode or they pull the whole thing?
1: I have no idea. Okay. In some cases, they're pulling the whole, sh- whole show. I think most cases you just pull the episode, right? Because you're not going to edit it. You're not going to cut it out. No. Because you do Even though you probably produced the thing, you know, as far as you're concerned, you know, you bought this off the shelf, right? Yeah. So you're not going to touch it. Right. So the thing is, you just pull it. Yeah. So it's dumb. I mean, I'm not saying like everybody drives up in blackface. It's very complicated, but uh, yeah, this this policy is just like
2: to pull it is dumb. Uh, what,
1: why not reintroduce it with cultural commentary like we're going to do with Gone with the Wind? Why yeah. is something that's almost 100 years old more important and vital than
2: well, there's no a sequel to Mr. Thing. Show? There,
1: there's, I said it.
2: There's no blackface in Gone with the Wind.
1: So I'll smack the taste out of Vivian Lee's mouth. Wow. And she'll shoot me in the face. Wow. Uh, Fox is producing a new animated show from Dan Harmon. That's the end of the story. That's oh. all we know.
2: Okay. All right. Moving on then, I guess. Um, Isn't he busy? He's, he's super busy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, not not busy enough, I guess. Did you know we were talking about uh, obituaries before? Did you know that Vera Lynn, the singer behind the classic "We'll Meet Again," has died at the age of 103?
2: Whoa, wow, long life. Yes. Okay. All right. No, I did not know that.
1: She. Do you know anything else about
2: her? I do not.
1: <laughs> she was. Uh, <laughs> uh, she was a British singer from Britain. Uh, mm-hmm. She uh, was very popular in World War II. Along with, uh, you know, other pinups and stuff like that. But she was um, somebody who entertained the troops and she was a real sweetheart okay. of that time. Um, and she sang, uh, you know, her probably most famous song was We'll Meet Again, which features, of course, and the finale of Dr. Strange Strangelove.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, she knew the Queen and performed for her oh, wow. uh, a lot. Yeah. Very cool. 103. Wow. When do you stop singing?
2: Like professionally or like in just in general? Well, I mean, if you're
1: if you're fat and you sing, then it's over. Wow. wow, wow. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Professionally. I mean, Aretha was going right up until the end.
2: Uh, Honestly, I don't know. I think it kind of depends on your own health. You know, and like what, how healthy you are, like if you have any complications or anything like that.
1: Clinically, I understand that. I was looking for something sort of like fun and playful.
2: Oh, I don't know. (laughs) What's the
1: who's the oldest? Old blue eyes was going right up until the end too.
2: Yeah. Um. I don't know. (laughs) Eighty. Actually, technically,
1: (laughs) going until the end doesn't mean anything. Ask Elvis. Uh, That's
2: true.
1: Yeah, I'm just. I'm trying to think of like who the oldest singer is. Who's the oldest singer?
2: Who's the oldest singer? I don't know. Wow.
1: I just, it's just a million premises. They're all just going right into that volcano with the bus. Hey. (laughs) Just right past you.
2: What Um, else is happening?
1: Hey, we talk about video games sometimes. We do. Cyberpunk 2077 has been delayed again.
2: Oh, okay. Will now be released on
1: November 19th. But I'll I'll tell you, I gotta tell you, this was always in the cards. Yeah. When this was, it was announced years ago. Yes. It was, semi, the date was semi-firm, maybe 18 months ago, that it would be 2020.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
1: then early in 2020, it was announced that it was going to be, you know, later than you think.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: now it's November 19th. And this was always going to be. This is, if you if you know anything about this game and what they're trying to do with it, this is a next level, very immersive, complicated, graphically intense Game, it's a first person shooter set in the right. universe of uh inspired by the role playing game Cyberpunk. Um and they added Keanu Reeves right. <laughs> to it. Yes. So everybody is chomping at the bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But it was never not gonna be
2: delayed late.
1: It yeah, was always yeah, gonna yeah. be the holiday season, right?
2: Probably. So this is
1: right right in there now. We're at the 19th
2: Hopefully it doesn't get delayed again. And it'll release, yeah. it
1: won't. It won't. It will be released broken, and then it oh, will be well, fixed over yeah. the course of a couple uh patches. Sure. That's what they do now, but yeah. they won't have to do that with Spider-Man Miles Morales, mm. Insomniac's launch title for the PS5. Yeah, whenever that comes out, and is lo- it
2: supposed to come out this year too, like Christmas? That's what I I thought I heard. We'll see. Okay.
1: And um, as a lot of people have suspected, uh, it will not. It will, it's not a full length game. There's a reason that they announced oh. it and surprised you with it. Oh. It's going to be about half the length of the original Spider-Man.
2: Okay. Do we know how many how many hours that is about? I'm just asking. Don't get mad at me. <laughs> uh, let's
1: say Spider Man was generously 40 hours. So this sure. will probably be about 20 hours.
2: Okay. I mean, it's significant. I mean, obviously half. But it's significantly shorter. Yeah.
1: And again, you run into the, there's a lot of things going on here. One, um, low development time or short development time because Spider Man came out last year.
2: That's true. Right.
1: Maybe 2018. Or not. Uh, yeah, maybe. I can't, but also, I can't there's remember. the problem that uh, I think you have championed, which is, what stories are they going to tell? Miles Morales <sighs> doesn't have any good stories.
2: I don't know. I mean, I, I to what be fair, you, I haven't really read any. Of what if the you stories, took another? year? So, he's not
1: going anywhere. What yeah. if you took another year or two and you really came up with something like some like great? That's one of stories. the great things about Spider-Man on PS4 is, you know, they took a character that's sort of less popular, um, you know, Mister Negative or Negative Man. And um, Mr. Negative, I can't remember which one it is, but it either <laughs> they both sound like Sesame Street characters. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and you know, and then integrated it with, uh, you know, uh, um, his him having a charity because the whole thing is like he's like this philanthropist, and then he gets zapped and he becomes like a, a photo negative, and he's like
2: huh, okay. a horrible
1: evil person, right?
2: Okay, okay.
1: And sure. so you, yeah, why not Green Goblin or blah, whatever? But they took the time to, like, you have that. And then they also had, like, Doc Ock is in it, but it, you're also, it's kind of Doc Ock's origin story because, you know, mm. Peter's working with him on the arms and stuff like that. Okay. So Yeah, they just did something new. <sighs> like, what if they just, you know, made a 40 hour story for Miles? Just come up with something. But I think so, too. Maybe there's just nothing Like, you there. don't.
2: I, but you could make it up, though. You know, Cal, yeah, like you're that's saying, my point. like. Like, even if it's not in the comics yet, maybe it will inspire some comic maybe. stories and maybe it won't. And maybe. that's fine. That's the thing about, like, a character that, you know, maybe. that you've created. You can write whatever you want. I guess we'll never know. Yeah, it's a little disappointing.
1: AMC is opening up, baby. And guess what? What? If it's against your convictions, you don't have to wear a mask.
2: Yeah, they backtracked that real What's that? fast.
1: How many pitchforks? Okay. Everybody's got to wear a mask. Yeah. <laughs> and, but why? I think before they even reversed their decision on that, Regal and Alamo Drafthouse both came out and were like, no, you gotta, you're wearing masks over here.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So we'll see you when you get here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you got a mask on.
2: Right, exactly.
1: Just shove your popcorn through the mask. I don't know how you're going to do it.
2: Yeah, well, so I So at think, least
1: people are getting the message.
2: Yeah, I think if you're eating is the only exception. So I don't know, man. It's, it's hard.
1: What's the food that you eat and you, have to, you breathe the most while you eat? I'm going to go.
2: You breathe Dark the horse. most while you eat. Hot cocoa. Because you're blowing on it all the time. <laughs> hey. yeah. I'm
1: waiting for you to join me in the sun.
2: Um, uh, what else is
1: going on? Walter Hill, the original uh, producer slash writer, one of the writers of the original Alien, uh, is said that uh, Alien 5 is, is on. He's got a treatment for Alien 5. Okay. And he wants Sigourney Weaver to come back.
2: Wow. All right. Now, I would say uh-huh.
1: if she is going to do, if she does Avatar, and I, presumably she'll be an Avatar 2, right? Well, it's yeah, retcon that she died. Yeah. Because if you can just put, you know, Sam Worthington, does anybody care? Do you remember Avatar 2 at all? Or Avatar at all?
2: I was just thinking about it. I, I honestly don't really remember much besides the fact that they're blue pe- cat people and like he gets plugged into the yeah, yeah, yeah. the thing. Yeah. That's all. I, I think I've dick seen
1: in everything. it yeah.
0: once. Dick
2: tails, the
1: blue. Yeah, nah, nah, right. nah. you can't make that the title of an episode. No, you can't. Uh, anyway, yeah, I think she would, even though she was, you know, they had to force her to do three basically, and then four, they like basically got a court order that she had to do, and so now we're now we're here.
2: Yeah. Um.
1: You like Walter Hill? And his streets of fire. Big Rick Moranis fan.
2: Uh, streets of fire, man. I wish it was better. um
1: oh. uh, we're t- tonight we're, look, we're young tonight or whatever you
2: can't remember any of no, songs all the songs are useless. except for the one that was not an original song for the film yeah, so yeah, uh, case in point, but anyways, <laughs> um I mean i like I like um the first two alien films um I think I've only seen three and four once each. So I probably am going to have to rewatch those at some point.
1: Where are you on the Prometheus and Ugh. the not other the other Prometheus?
2: No, big wet raspberry from me.
1: <laughs> okay, we got it.
2: No, <laughs> no to both of them. I don't think horrible. You can't, you can't
1: go and and say Chef's Kiss. It's either Chef's no. Kiss. Okay, or... all
2: right. Sorry, I doubled down, but. <laughs> Like, I think that some of the actors that are in it, you know, they're, they're really great. I, I'm generally speaking a Michael Fassbender fan, but but I got to tell you, the story is just freaking horrible. It's not exciting. <laughs> I don't care, and I just, I hate to go back to the Patton Oswalt Star Wars bit, but I don't care where the things I like came from. I just like the things that I like.
1: You get to see the alien as a little kid. I know.
2: It's just, ugh, it's unnecessary. That's literally what they did. I know.
1: Oh, yeah, you like the alien? Yeah, he's got like a mouth inside of his mouth, yeah, and claws and all the the acid blood. Yeah. You get to see him as a little kid.
2: I know. It's like, uh, no. No What's that little kid
1: doing? He's doing jazz hands. (laughs) That's what he's doing.
0: I'm going to take this time to speak from the heart. I'm just going to lay it down how I feel. This is for you. Saying goodbye to Brita was the hardest thing to do.
2: But when someone's a bitch and a liar...
1: What a belaggard. Belaggard? Beleaggard.
2: Jeez, I don't even know. Difficult
1: life and times the show community had when it was on, which was a long time ago. Are we cognizant of the fact that this show is over 10 years old?
2: That's so crazy to me.
1: Anybody still uh, freaked out about uh, Pretty Little Liars? Wait, that's, that went for a while. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Nobody's talking about taxi. Yeah, when when right. will community become taxi? I don't know. Kind of already was taxi.
0: <sighs> Judd Hirsch was uh,
1: the Jeff Winger character. Uh, Mary Lou Henner was the... Sort of Britta and Annie put together. Wow. Uh, Danny DeVito was the Chevy Chase character. Sure. Uh, Abid was Latka. (laughs) I like it how when you like, you don't know taxis, so you're just not going to talk. I
2: have no freaking idea. I've never seen it. Thank you very much. Yeah.
1: Uh, So, (laughs) you just, what if I didn't go on? What if I just stopped?
2: Uh, I guess there would be no show, you know? (laughs) Yeah, but. I,
1: I'm not the host of this show. We're co-hosts.
2: I know that, but but I, if I've got nothing to share, what what am I supposed to say? Do you think I and know anything yeah. about
1: about the Simon Spears universe? Sorry, the 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 Homo Sapien universe.
2: Yeah, well,
1: oh, you, I'm about to talk for forty five minutes about it. Yeah, I know. There's an there's an inequity here. We are unequally yoked.
2: Hey, stop that!
1: I, uh, there will be a reckoning
2: uh-huh. one day, uh-huh.
1: just like there was for Dan Harmon. Wow, when he was fired from his show, yeah, at the end of the third season or near the end of the third season. This oh, is all
2: was at the end of the. I guess yeah, he was gone the beginning of two
1: thousand and two, and yeah, we've made it through the first season, which uh, you so know was
2: that long ago two thousand and two, really.
1: Twelve. Sorry, what, okay. okay. All
2: right.
1: The end it wasn't just the end of the world. Uh, it was the end? Of, no. Uh, and um, and the uh, you know the first season uh, we talked about already. I'm I think about
2: the second season too.
1: I think yes, yes. Unequally uh, yoked. I think that uh, the first season is one of the strongest uh, comedy first seasons ever. Although I guess there aren't many sitcoms that I have watched back to back. I'm getting close on Cheers. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I've seen most of Seinfeld.
2: Yeah, I think I've seen most you of watch Seinfeld, your, too, and I've
1: seen most of The Simpsons up to year fifteen or whatever. Yeah, you watch the first season of Seinfeld, and it's a it's a lot more. It's slow played. You know, they they let like Newman and and uh, Kramer go crazy and, and uh, Jay Peterman and everything. You know, in the later seasons, but it's yeah. a lot of like hangout humor. Mm-hmm. There's some stuff, but it's not. We're not doing the the contest. Or whatever. Right, right, right. In fact, they had, it's a show about nothing, but they had the whole plot line about how they were going to make, I guess this just tickled Larry David, we're talking about community, but uh, <laughs> how they were going to, they're making Seinfeld on Seinfeld, right? They're pitching to NBC like right. a show about nothing while they're on this show. So,
2: Right. You <sighs> <laughs> think <Neither> community's
1: meta? <laughs> First season, great. Second season, I just, I think, regarded as one of the greatest television seasons of all time. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Adderall. And uh, season three.
2: Yes um also, it, is, also it is it safe
1: is <laughs> it also
2: great yeah is
1: it safe for me to, to throw it to you are you ready for that
2: um yeah sure uh i think thoughts. It, I, I am talking and if you keep <laughs> interrupting me the thoughts aren't going to come i'm wincing
1: like a grenade's gonna go off thoughts
2: um so i think i mentioned this to you off the air but i think like so season one and two um there's so much meta stuff going on, and, and and there's other stuff going on too. But that there's the, you know you you have the, the the paintball episodes, and and you you have um, the you know the episodes that that that's like uh, an homage to like like the Goodfellas and, and stuff like that, and like things that are this is like this is an entire episode that is an homage to X, or you know like this is we're doing this meta thing, you know, and for season three. I do think that there obviously there's still meta stuff happening. Um, you know, we got the Dreamatorium, which is, you know, basically like uh, Abed and uh, Troy's. Uh, wow, I'm just losing my train of thought here. Um, holodeck, holodeck. Thank you. Like Star Trek. Um, and that's it. Looks like it too. Um, but it's just tape. Uh, but it, but you know you know so we we have stuff like that, and we have other things going on too. But I think that season three really hones in and focuses on our um, seven main characters. And I think it's more character-driven than the previous two episodes. Um, And I... Really? I think so. And I don't...
1: There's an episode in season two where Shirley asks Abed to make a Jesus video for her. And it turns into... Uh, a meta movie documentary about Abed making the movie about Jesus.
2: I know, but and what I'm, what I am trying. Is,
1: and the resolution is that, that, that she's trying to oppress. She, she thinks that, you know, she says that Christian expression is oppressed uh, or repressed. And then she ends up trying to repress and censor him. And the solution is that he, Praise to God to take the movie away from him. And she becomes the Judas that destroys the movie. How does that not go to each of their characters?
2: It does. But I'm, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is I think that season three does that without necessarily getting super meta. Whereas I think that seasons one and two there, there's, there's a lot of meta stuff happening.
1: I, I did, I hate this application of the word meta to the show. Okay. Cause it, it, I meta, it is meta fiction, but the show I think did it to itself. As a joke, but I think it stuck, that they're being Mita all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think that the, uh, pastiche, I think, is what we're looking for here. You mm-hmm. know, when you do a thing and then it freeze frames and Ovid's like, ever since I was a little kid, I always wanted to be in a gangster movie. Like, you're doing a pastiche on Goodfellas. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what happened exactly, but as we got into the third season, it, it wasn't enough anymore. It used to be that you could do Goodfellas... And that's your structure. And that's fine. Right. The jokes will tell themselves. Yeah. But it's really a story about how it, privilege is can break up this group. And every single one. There's you know, 150 half an hour stories about how this group can break itself up. Right? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what it's always about. But yeah. that's like specifically what it was about. But as season three comes on, I don't know if they – because there still are ones. Like the – there's the Law & Order one, which is just, we're doing a Law & Order. I
2: guess you're right, yeah. So that is, is that, a,
1: that is specifically like this sort of pastiche. But yeah. meta would be when they look at the camera and go, this is like Law & Order, wouldn't it? That's meta.
2: Yeah, I guess, I guess I see your point.
1: So, But my thing is, the vast majority of the episodes are not that. There are elements of pastiche that are part of it, but it is like plotty, 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 plotty. Mm. And unlike a show like... Seinfeld where they could make it for nine seasons without it really being about anything except Elaine works for a catalog company now or whatever. Um, like a lot of the season is them. You can see whoever's behind the scenes here going. We need storylines for these characters. Well, we need right. arcs for these characters yes. beyond just we want we're broken people who, you know, need to complete our four year degree, which <laughs> is that a thing in a community college? Yeah You can go for four years. Right. And, and so, you know, we add elements like, you know, we bring the thing back with Troy being a repairman or whatever. Mm-hmm. The true repairman will truly repair a man. <laughs> yeah. uh, or bet just like go, going off the rails and like really losing it. Yep. And um, and just things like that. Mm-hmm. And I got to say, um, maybe you could have not done anything but this. But I think the show suffers a lot for it.
0: You do. Especially
1: in like the. La- yeah. I mean, like it's if you're going to do a heist thing. How do you set up a heist if it's not you need the a heist has to have high stakes. And how do you make the stakes high if it's if it's a single episode? Instead Mm. you build up to something I see. Like literally lives are at stake on this comedy show and the guy from the hangover is like now in control of like this entire school. Yeah. But that's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Like this is a ridiculous show and that's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And the show was always like somewhat grounded. But now you've got Abed literally thinking that he's a guy from another dimension. And he's going to... Where did he, he get a bone saw from somewhere?
2: I have no idea. I couldn't... Because no re- it's
1: been 10 years since I've seen this. And I couldn't remember I, if this was in the third season or the fourth season. The whole bone saw bit. And then we watched it and I was like, nope, it's in the third season. So, that's just Dan Harmon writing it bad, I guess.
2: Yeah. Do <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's not... Yeah.
1: I don't think that's great. No. I think you can have a movie that's fun where, uh, you know, like, okay, so speaking of character arcs, Britta, you know, wants to be a psychologist. Yes. Which is, that's... That's the right move. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she fills out the tests wrong or whatever, and so she thinks one of them is a killer. And now they're going to do a thing where they all just tell. It's kind of. I mean, nobody's saying even Abed doesn't say it's a Rashomon, but they're kind of doing a a Rashomon. Oh yeah, but except it's like not a real thing. It's it's, it's all hypothetical,
2: right? Sp-
1: spooky story that they're telling or whatever,
2: right? And it's not like the same story from different perspectives. It's like right, and stories. it's all
1: a story, yeah. so they can you know aliens can be there, or they can be sewn together or whatever, right? and i think that the show really wants to be that i think it wanted to be that wacky in the first two seasons i think they wanted crazy stuff like the sunroom where the two air conditioner repairmen yeah, duel really. to the death but they could just never get away with it cuz they're like no what works about this show is that it's grounded like yeah, you never grounded gonna, in reality. if you watch yeah. cheers an alien is not going to land and abduct diane or something like that mm-hmm. but at some point in season 3 they just went yeah screw we it. can find ways around that yeah and um, and they did. And I don't, again, it, maybe this is the only place the show could have gone. I mean, it definitely is following its influences in sci-fi and, and genre fiction, but it just feels lesser to me somehow.
2: Um, I still really enjoyed it. <laughs> um, You're wrong. No. Here's some more. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying my opinion. In my opinion, I still really Dying enjoyed along. it. What? Go ahead. Um, And and I still thought it was really strong. Um, I think I probably still enjoyed the first and second seasons more. But I still really enjoyed this. And I still think it's pretty good. Mm
1: -hmm. Why did you enjoy this season less?
2: That's a really good question. Is it for Um, the
1: reasons that I just said before? (laughs) Before you tried to say that I was wrong?
2: I didn't try to say you were wrong. Stop putting words in my mouth. (laughs) Stop.
1: Stop ignoring the things that I'm saying. I'm
2: not ignoring what you're saying. Like
1: giving you good reasons why it wasn't as good.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: Do you want to take those?
2: No, I don't. <laughs> <sighs> wow. Um, I don't know. I mean, the air conditioning repairman thing is, it's fun. And I'm let, glad that John Goodman was there, but it's kind of ridiculous in a lot of ways. And like Chain taking over the school with a bunch of tweens is like, What? what is happening you know but I don't know why I didn't like this as much I don't really have I mean maybe for all the reasons that you said but I, it's it's hard for me to pinpoint why I didn't like this as much thank you you're welcome
1: favorite moment
2: ooh um my favorite moment give me a minute do you have your favorite moment um
1: yeah um i uh, I here well I don't know if this is a favorite moment, but I did really like the Law and Order one, and yeah, it was good I've never seen a single episode of Law and Order oh I watched a lot, <laughs> but yeah, everybody has yeah except for me, but it it's so well done that y- you get it like I get what they're doing, and Law and order didn't read about the wheel, I mean it's just a police procedural, but like I haven't seen the show, but i but I get. The bits, yeah, and I think that, that that's very deft on their part. You know, it, there are very very few things um, ring false in that. Like it, it just goes and you get the tropes and, yeah, it's really good. I I heard Dan Harmon say one time that the reason that they had, because remember Starburns fakes his death. I'm like he's dies at the end of the episode, but he comes back in later seasons. I'm yeah, pretty sure. Yeah, um, and I I heard Dan Harmon say in an interview that like that that had to be part of it because. Law and Order was always
2: somebody's dead,
1: something like that. <laughs> somebody's always interrupting uh, Sam Waterston on Law and Order. Uh, <laughs> it's the it's opposing counsel saying objection. Uh, is, is that like there's there isn't any plot on Law and Order either, but they, they advance it. There's little bits, so I don't know any of the names of the guys. So let's say there's a Johnson and there's Fredrickson or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. So you got to go, 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 right? Eddie uh, Pepitone comes in. You know, he's like, ah, my wife, she's doing this, she's doing that. Oh, holy Jesus. And they find a dead body or whatever, right? And then the guys show up and they're asking questions and it gets passed off to the thing, right? And at the very end when they're wrapping it up, you know, they're having coffee or they're having whiskey in this episode, you know? And then uh, they're like, well, we did it. Another good one. Nice, nice work, Johnson. And as Johnson leaves, he's like, hey, How's the drinking? You know, there's a little bit. Oh, okay. I guess Johnson, this is uh, he's maybe barely keeping it together here. He's Uh, good uh in the courtroom, but it's taking a toll on the outside. Right. right, right. That that would be it. You're just getting like five seconds of character development, which down the line might be, you know, Johnson can't do this one because he's on a bender or something like that. Or we got to we got to dry out Johnson.
2: Right. Right. No, I, I totally get that. And that is definitely true. Another part of that episode that was really great. I, what, did, what is the character's name that who they, they were going to be BB lab partners with, but then they decided they didn't Todd, Todd. like how they, they go to him and they question him early on. And he's like, oh, no, it wasn't me. I wasn't there. And then somebody else, it might have been magnitude implicates him. And so then they go back to him and then they, they he's the one who's on trial but I, I feel like often in those shows, it's like, it's somebody who they talk to early on and they think, oh, it's not them. And then they go back and then they really are the guilty party. But right. Todd turned out to not really be the guilty party. So it was like another twist within the twist. Yeah, it was Neil. Yeah, right, right. And they
1: went to him early in the episode. That's true. To find out who had the key to the, yes! to the biology room. Yes, yeah. yes,
2: yes. Good point. Um,
1: that, I'll just say right now, I will now never watch a Law & Order episode because oh. apparently they're super predictable.
2: <laughs> there you go. Well, yeah, they are. Um, for I like, okay,
1: I like the video game one. Uh, of course, yes, Remedial Chaos Theory, um, which,
2: which is that one again?
1: That's the timeline one.
2: It's, that was my. What, that was going to be mine. It started yeah. the whole
1: timeline thing, but it's a, it's a, it's one of those things where Community does ten things a season, maybe more. That you go, how did they let a network? How did the network let them do that? Mm-hmm. And this is one of them. Yes. That being said, it's just it's another one of these things where it's like. It, the other, I mean, it, there's no reality to the show. You mm-hmm. know, I know they're doing all these things, and you think, well, that was fun. We leave all that behind. But we didn't leave that behind. It started to infect, like, the whole show, and then it, it led to the finale of this show. But also, when you think about it, nothing is advanced, really, in the story of the show.
2: Hmm. Yeah, I know what you're they're saying.
1: They're dancing to Roxanne at the end. They realize that they're, they enjoy each other's company. And they're all friends. But it, there's nothing really. You know The, the overarching plot episode. doesn't continue. It just, yeah. I don't know. It's like an event episode. It's like a special episode. Yeah,
2: it is an event episode, yeah.
1: And it's, I don't know, it's fine, and it was probably really, really hard to write, but I don't know. I guess I don't, I guess I'm not sure what I want out of Community, except to just do the second season over and over and over again. <laughs> but I mean, it, it definitely gets worse. Like I love, yeah, the, I love I the Nama beans episode, but it's ridiculous.
2: Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like right. for all
1: the times that they turn this school upside down and make it into Zardoz or whatever they end up doing, like it's just, it's just nuts. It is
2: nuts. I agree with
1: you. Yes. Uh, uh, character uh, VIP
2: season three. Boy. Um, Troy. Yeah. 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 He. Um, you know, the entire season, he's like, no, my friends are more important. I, I, I don't want to do AC repair. I don't want to lose my friends. It's not really worth it to me. But, like, in the last episode, when Chang is about to burn down the school and then locked inside, like, he he sacrifices himself, essentially, by deciding, no, I'm going to go do AC repair because my friends are more important. And this is the only choice that I have. So yeah. he's he's a VIP for me. How about you?
1: Uh, even though it's super manufactured and I'm not sure it really elevated the character or the situation at all.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Probably Britta and her decision to to study psychology, you know, you <laughs> yeah, know because like great. she really understands people. And there's a lot of things going on in the world, like people starving in China. Look it up. Like, <laughs> I, yeah, I just like that character. You know, it's I don't know. I, i've heard uh, dan Harmon constantly calls her like the soul of the show but also all the jokes are like she's the butt of every joke so she is uh so i think they're trying to redeem the character and i'm not sure that they succeed but um i think they get close with that yeah Plus, i do love uh, Britta. i like when she's dressed up as the uh bt goth girlfriend at the uh that's great that's fantastic day, so, yeah.
2: and i i like how jeff is dressed up as the, the <laughs> ricky ricky nightshade yeah yeah and I, and I love that Chang doesn't recognize either of them. And I think it's believable.
1: <laughs> and They worked uh, Pierce's Swami bit into the plan. Oh. Actually, Secret Dark Horse, even though he got fired like 10 episodes later, Secret Dark Horse in season three, Cherry Chase. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, he was, I know he was tough to work with. And I think that he, you know, we, we, we played out the, we didn't go back to him being a villain. 'Cause we played that out in season two. That was like the arc of season that two. That was the that arc he of season. The bad two. Guy. Yeah. Then he immediately rejoins the group. <laughs> like yeah. nothing ever happened. Yeah. Uh and then, you know, what are you gonna do? Do it again? So I like the fact that they kind of slide him back in and he's a slightly more positive force. Well,
2: I like the, the I like the episode where um uh, you know, he decides that he, you know, has had Prejudices against gay people, and that that was a bad and negative thing. And like you know, when when um, the the drag queen does the the music video with
1: Hawthorns, yeah.
2: And like at first he's like really mad, but then he's like, oh, this could be profitable. And then he's like totally cool with it, and he's like going to do a party, and like he's hanging out with these guys who <laughs> yeah. who who are gay, and he's having a great time. And I think he says something like. Which is just horrible but so pierce. Like he says something like, I can't believe that gay means bad you know, and it's like it's <laughs> yes. like it
0: doesn't. Why yes. do you think that? that and but like, that yeah,
1: but that's that's them looking through that's, you know, a bunch of good writers looking through the literal lenses, you know, the eyes of the characters yes. that they're writing through. And yeah. Right.
2: And then in the very last season.
1: And it's well, um, and I'll just add that yeah. it's all about you know, it, it has nothing to do with it, – it's just exposure. He doesn't know any gay people. He likes to call Jeff gay. And then he meets right. a bunch of gay guys, and he's like, oh, that's, why does gay mean bad? That They should change that.
2: Yeah, right, right, right.
1: Perfect. And then even at the end, it's not like he's got a problem with gay people. It's just that his he's controlled by his father, and his father's yes. like, we're not going to do this, Pearson Old. And he, suddenly it's like, well, oh, the gay bash is off.
2: Right. I know. <laughs> and then in, in the very last episode, they're in the courtroom, and I can't remember what was – Said some somebody says something. Oh,
1: yeah. Rob uh, Corddry like, this place has made you really gay. And yeah. Like, hey, gay doesn't mean bad. Yeah. Like, Boom. Good it's person. Not,
2: not derogatory. Or, <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. Don't use it like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Boom. Good person. It's good stuff. <laughs> it is.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, it's all 13 episode seasons from here on out.
0: Uh...
1: Abandon all hope as we enter the uh Important Jisker or whatever the names are, uh, season of NBC. Yeah, I know. And we'll come back with more when we do that. Look it up.
0: yourself? That's what I tell myself. Dear
1: Simon. You suck. Mm. I, you don't know who I am, but I'm writing to you on a Instagram DM? Or am I just like uh, tagging your post or something like it,
2: it's that? It's a direct message. It's a direct message. But
1: then they have to follow each other.
2: I don't know how it works.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't think the show writers know how it works either.
2: <laughs> That's entirely
1: possible. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're talking about, uh, the new TV show on Hulu called Love, Victor, yes. part of the extended Simon universe. Yes. Or the HSU. Or I'm going to make yeah. that work. Simon verse, whatever. Yeah.
2: Okay. I'm
1: going to make mine work. Um, and, uh, would you like to tell us what happens in this uh, little, little show, little shoe?
2: Do you see the shoe? Um, just like a, a setup for how it starts or do you want me to do an overview of the first two episodes? What would you like?
1: Well, I've never had to explain a synopsis before. Okay, all
2: right. So basically, uh, Victor, what is his last name? Salazar. I want to say Salazar. Um, and his family are moving, um, from Texas to Atlanta, Georgia. We're not. I don't know if they mention exactly where in Texas. Not important. Um, and uh, they are a Latinx family. Uh, he is, I believe he is the oldest, he has a, and he, he's in high school, and he has a sister named Pilar, and a younger brother, too, whose name escapes me right now, um, and, uh, so they're moving into, I, I think it's like a, like a, it, it seems like it's more like a duplex than, like, an apartment building, but duplex or apartment building in the city
1: what a detail to get hung up on Continue.
2: Uh, anyways um, and he's excited to be at a new school and um, kind of have like a fresh start and not that he hated his old school but as he talks about um, it there was not really a place to be any slightly bit different at his old school and uh, Victor is uh, gay, but he isn't out to his family yet, and he's really anxious about that because his family is um, kind of on the conservative side, is and the word they're, you're for? they're they're very religious. Uh, and so he's concerned about how that might go down, and uh, he's excited about doing and uh, just just starting over and hopefully trying to be himself and trying to figure out. Who that is and what that means. And he's looking forward to making new friends. And that's pretty much it.
1: And he is attending...
2: Creekwood Creekwood High, high School. Which is the same high school that Simon Spear went to. And Simon Spear is a character created by author Becky Albertalli for her book, uh, Simon vs. the Homo Sapiens Agenda. Never heard of it. <laughs> And uh, he is he is the the titular character in that, and um, also the basis for the film uh, Love Simon. So it's kind of like in the same it is the same universe, but they 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 have not actually met in person. <laughs>
1: they haven't met, no. but th- this should just be called uh, Love Simon. Also, this is me, Victor. Uh, <laughs> and I, I just got a text message, and it was from Simon. <laughs> Like this, I was, I was. I mean, I guess I don't. Know, I mean, you call it love, Victor. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's set in the same universe. But like, I was amazed at how much, like Nick Robinson. Why isn't Nick Robinson just in this? Like, I, I guess he's a movie star. I,
2: yeah, I kind of think maybe that's it.
1: And uh, there's another Jurassic World movie coming out. I guess, I don't, but I don't like, know. but it's just like, t- to me, why not? have this just be an ongoing love simon series like the kid victor goes to this school Mm -hmm. and it isn't just that like oh you know this this school is you know it's in atlanta georgia um it seems like it's he you know it's mostly upper class um it's like clueless
2: yeah yeah this is
1: like i guess this is the beverly hills of of georgia because like everybody seems to be mostly upper class although there are some lower class students in victor's you know, kind of one of them, or not as wealthy. Yeah. Um. And uh. And you think like, okay, so pe- kind of, people are kind of people—are okay with gay people more than they are in other places. But like, Simon is a celebrity. As this yeah, show starts, yeah, right. In fact, as Victor goes to the school, I don't know if he somebody forwarded him Creek Secrets or something like that, but like he knows about the story. Everybody knows about the story. He's
0: told about the story about
1: Simon and and Graham. You know, falling in love Graham. on the Ferris wheel. Uh, yeah, and so, like, that colors everything, and I don't know if that just has to be, I don't know, I was, I didn't like that.
2: He was told the story by the vice principal. Right, right. On his first name mm-hmm.
1: But, but, okay, all right, great. So, <laughs> hard to tell, because since they have to open immediate rest, it opens with him already knowing the story, but then we flash back yes, to him yes. learning the story, That's the which.
2: That's all correct. <laughs>
1: it's just TV, I guess. Um I don't know. I just didn't, I I think it's a disservice to Victor because I know you have to have that connection there and that Love, Simon is very popular, but Nick Robinson's like the gossip girl of this, I guess. He just has to just show up in VO on every story or episode and I just kind of want like Victor to sort of define himself and get his own thing going on. Now, to be fair, we watched like the first two episodes, you know, that's all we're reviewing. We haven't seen the whole thing yet, but Mm -hmm. I'm not, I don't know. I just, I feel like this lives in the shadow of Love, Simon.
2: I don't disagree with you. I think you're absolutely right. And I think that, I think that that is a little bit of a disservice. Um, I do. So screw you, Zedon. Well, I do like, uh, I have some problems with the, with the DM voiceover stuff, but they're, they're, they're mostly like tactical. DM and, Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> technical. You enter a, a dark min- dungeon. Minutia stuff. But like, I, I think for the most part, it works. Um, and, and I do appreciate that the the show is really trying, you know, he, here, are, here are two kids who are gay, who, um, you know, obviously Simon's out right now and has a boyfriend and had a different experience, but I, I like that the show is really pushing, yes, they're both gay, yes, they attended the same high school, but their experiences are vastly different, and I I appreciate that. But I do hear what you're saying about him living in the shadow of Simon, and I and I and I I do think that that that, that it's like we get that this is linked to um, love Simon, love Simon, and I think that they make that pretty clear. But but, but does it have to be so heavy handed with it? Like, does it have to be? I didn't like that that the vice principal was the one who told him about simon's experience i think it would have it would have been as ridiculous as it sounds it would have been more believable if he being so excited about his new high school like googled creekwood and like found creekwood secrets and found simon's story on his own
1: i didn't i just accepted the world of the show so i didn't think that was weird at all that the vice principal uh, vice principal that he meets yeah, uh, is newly the vice principal because the old one was bit on the head by a monkey, and posted it on Instagram.
2: Yeah, okay. That's Am I weird. just?
1: I feel like a Civil War ghost that has gone through a time machine somehow. I don't watch a lot of network TV. I don't watch any network TV really. I mean, I guess we're watching Community. Um, so I'm always, once again, blown away and have to sort of reacclimate myself to the constant oppressive pace of every scene has to be everybody is talking the gilmore girls would be like slow down do <laughs> you know what i mean and like and the music is just always in your face making sure you never miss a second or or a story beat with well, jumping ahead there's a there's a thing in episode two
0: mm-hmm.
1: um we're introduced to um the fact that uh, pilar has left a boyfriend behind in Texas. Yes. And she's worried about keeping this boyfriend. Now, I know they only have 10 episodes, but in the course of one episode, she, episode two, she feels bad because she misses him. She's afraid she's going to lose him. She He doesn't return one of her texts right away. She immediately tries to send him uh, nude pictures. Yep. Her mom catches her. She says, don't send the nude pictures. And you have a great body, by the way. Weird.
0: Weird, yeah.
1: Well, I'm not... A daughter with a mother but i feel like it's weird mm-hmm. the next time we see PR, he broke up with me it's like they went through a multi-episode arc yep. in like eight minutes on yep. the show
2: yep i had a problem with that too. and i'm
1: sure that you know she is destined to find a new boyfriend and have a whole nother story but it's just the, the the show needs to cram all this down your throat and i don't know if that's just the way tv is now or if it's because this is a 10 episode you know streaming series and you know in the first season they're going to get a second season um,
2: I think they 've already been written, yeah they, for a yeah
1: that 's why I said that, yeah. um but it just it, it just goes, yeah, like, i don 't feel like everybody Love, Simon was clever, but i don 't feel like love Simon was like this breathlessly paced
2: i don 't feel like it was either, and I was just kind of I was kind of annoyed because it 's like like you said like i 'm sure she'll she 'll meet somebody else and and i 'm sure she 'll have other storylines and everything, but wouldn 't it have been interesting to see? This character deal with a long distance relationship at such a young age, and and you know, I, yeah, they're probably going to break up. But do we need to see that in the second episode? Like they literally just moved. Like your your boyfriend, your ex boyfriend now, I guess, is literally kind of the worst because he didn't really even try. You know what I mean? Like it, they have. Well, see, even... but
1: that's th- th- that's something else. Huh. Uh, I I greatly enjoyed the 2018 film Love Simon, and. You know, I was glad that uh, Bram and uh, and uh, a.k.a. Blue and uh, Simon got together. Yeah. But this is is it all set in real time? I think so. Simon is like a sophomore or freshman, sophomore in college right now. He's like, you know, my boyfriend, Bram. I'm like, you're still together. It's bad enough that romance movies with adults treat like you know kissing somebody in the in front of a sunset as the best thing that'll ever happen to you when relationships are a little different than that but like high school relationships are even more different i think it would be fine to have simon have this this awakening um to have this um, empowering thing of coming out and, and people literally cheering you know and throwing popcorn and stuff and then having this great but then you know you go to two different schools or maybe after that moment, you know, that romantic moment, you realize like, oh, we're not really don't have anything in common. You know, like, I mean, there's are they I haven't read any books past the first uh, Simon versus the Hope and Savings agenda, but are they going to be together forever
2: now. I don't know if they're going to be together forever now. Maybe. Um, I mean, so Leon Offbeat takes place at the same school. Well, you don't have to
1: explain all this stuff. Uh, it doesn't matter. I, I just that's it's just a point that I'm making about
2: high school I relationships.
1: What you're yeah. And I just. I don't know. I hate it when high school, and they all do this now. There is nothing but this. But I hate it when high school shows have high school kids act like little adults.
2: Yeah.
1: Which they, they basically all do. hmm You know? Like, there's just there's what I consider to be an insufferable glibness to just all the dialogue. Even the kid who's supposed to be, um, I don't know the character's name. You all know, the guy that gives him the walkie-talkie. Felix. Felix. Great name better name the actor's name is Michael Cimino now does he know that there is a very famous director
2: that's that's Victor isn't that Victor no is it I thought that was Victor well um, anyway maybe I'm wrong
1: Michael Cimino's in this uh, in, in this in this show um, now while you look that up I'm you're gonna lose uh, my point but
2: okay what is your point
1: my point is is that Felix is like the Martin of this right
2: yeah Michael Cimino is Victor Uh Felix's Anthony Turpel.
1: Even even better name, <laughs> not named after uh, a dead director that made uh, Heaven's Gate. Um, but he's but he's like the dork, but he's also like one of the cleverest guys in the show. I mean, what passes for clever? I don't think I don't think a lot of the jokes are. Uh,
2: I got I don't know if they're
1: supposed to be kind of awkward and lame, but you know, second third pass. But but he's like. Oh, boy, I just, you know, I'm clearly a dork and I can't get anything together. And I'm like, What is this kid, kid's good looking. He's got great hair. He's he's clever. He should be I, doing great.
2: Yeah. But well, just because
1: the, you know, the multiracial b- t- captain of the basketball team uh, says he's a loser. And does anybody go, that guy's a loser? We're, we're drawing on this guy's face. We're drawing dicks on this guy's face. Why are you helping him? He's a loser. It's like, that's, does anybody say that? I don't, that anybody being, I, don't I, I don't know that anybody
2: does anymore. I don't know. I Lone Stone,
1: we could we could have topped Lone Stone so probably. easy. Let's
2: do it right now. Uh, one ball. I don't know. I mean, um, Lone Stone. <laughs> um, uh, ball solo. Um, ball solo. I don't know. Um,
1: perfect. Stop. Stop okay. drilling. You hit oil. Okay.
2: Uh, I gotta be. I gotta be. Really honest. i uh, I don't really like Felix that much. I found him to be incredibly annoying. did
1: you like Martin from love simon
2: um he I think there were some redeeming things about martin i could
1: but here's the thing I could understand martin
2: yeah i think I, I he, hated he was what he more was complex. doing. yeah, but i
1: i totally i I think I was that guy in high school sometimes, you mm-hmm. know, like I totally understood and it was just like, oh, you just watch this guy do what he's doing just and he's hey
2: everybody I love what's her name yeah and, I know, I, don't it's know. Like, uh, I know um, I just I, I thought like like you said like, like he, I like that they have a character who is socially awkward plus but I don't think that they really know what they want this character to be or you know how they really want him to function and like He's just, he's just so, when you first meet him, he's so strange and off-putting. Because, like, okay, it from what the show says, like, Victor's dad has seen their new home, but it doesn't even sound like Victor's mom has. So why would Victor or any of his siblings have visited before? I
1: don't know what the power dynamic is in their uh, marriage, but, like, you, you could just look at, it like, a Craigslist dad or whatever. Pictures like, or sight sight something. Unseen, yeah, the, I know.
2: Yeah. And And then, like... So then, like, so so, how does he know that, like, okay, maybe let's assume that he knows he has new neighbors moving in. How does he know that there are going to be kids his age moving in? He doesn't. And then also, how does he know when they're going to show up if they're moving in that day? Is he, like, sitting in his home, looking out the window the entire time? And then when he runs out, he's got his, like, walkie-talkie in his hand. So he's already decided he's going to be best friends with this kid. It's just, nobody acts like that. It's
1: weird. It's weird, but he's supposed to be weird. I mean, I didn't have a problem with any of that stuff. I had a problem with them wasting Andy Richter in one scene.
2: I had a problem with that, too. Uh,
1: And I have a problem with... do, Do kids do stoplight parties still? I
2: I don't I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. Okay, I I don't know. I never went to one. <laughs> at, least, at
1: least it wasn't a rainbow party. A couple more colors. Wow. Um, no, that's not a that real thing. Uh, so I, I just I just don't I just don't. I, I, everybody has their track. You know, it's like you go. Here's a character. Uh, she's uh, the friend of the popular girl, but she's really insecure, and she likes a guy that doesn't like her. Now let's watch her do kind of lame things bits that like aren't really all that funny and are aiming for kind of a a book smart thing Mm -hmm. which sorry everybody i thought it was overrated honestly Uh, it's well directed Uh, not that funny um yeah that's just like or like saying that uh felix looks like rachel maddow it's like that line was written before the guy was cast because he does does not look like rachel Rachel maddow
2: yeah also, like you said, like he's supposed to be like super funny, and, and like I think you said this too, like his jokes aren't funny. And if you are writing, no, jokes... I don't think he's supposed to be funny. Okay,
1: I just think that he is awkward. But I'm just saying he's, you know, he's got he's got bits. He's Other got than, a lot of bits.
2: Yeah. And... Other than being like, uh, you know, open to being Victor's friend and really, you know, welcoming him and everything. What is it about him that makes Victor want to be his friend? That's um, what I want
1: to know. Well, I we've got more episodes to go. I guess. So far it's proximity, maybe later right. it'll be more. But <laughs> we know that Victor is, you know, at heart a good kid and he well, gets, yeah, yeah. He, gets the, he does the thing where he's like, "Oh no, I'm I'm not with that guy. Give me the green jacket." But then later on he sticks up for him and that's what a hero of one of these shows is supposed to do. Yeah. There's there was a bit here's a bit that uh pretty much uh, exemplifies like what I like and don't like about the show. Okay. Uh at one point uh because and also, like, I'm just, again, Civil War ghost. Uh, to to neg uh, Victor, the basketball team guy, who's his, name, his character's Big name, I can't Andrew remember. Andrew sure. is his
2: name. I think he actually was in Booksmart.
1: He was. He was the yeah. popular guy in Booksmart, yeah. Yeah. Um, he, like, sets up a GoFundMe for yes. Victor, yes. which is, like, supposed to, you know ostensibly helps him but is like look how poor this kid is it's Uh like wow that's like that's 8d chess yeah uh is that really a thing i don't know (laughs) but anyway uh so to get this money he has to get a job he goes to work at the coffee shop in town the coffee shop manager is benji the guy that he is he's crushing on yes um who is gay and out yes um but victor can't can't be there just yet and so there's this scene where it's like, well, let me show you how it works. And it's the sexy coffee packing scene. So he's like, I'm packing this coffee in. See how tight See how tight that is? And, you know, we're doing all this. And at the end of it, Victor has to steam the milk. And he does it wrong. And he gets white stuff all over him. Yep. And it's like, are you? I need to know if you're doing a thing or not. They are. Be- yeah, but I mean, they make it bigger. Because remember, okay. as the, I don't like that these are all little adults. I want them to be kids mm-hmm. and uh, he, you know victor whatever his orientation is a 16 17 year old like horny kid like i i right. totally would believe that like it's a little you know Dreamweaver from wayne's world but like when he sees benji for the first time he's like whoa yeah which is a little much but if you know he's he's awkward but he wants to be near this guy and then if you want to do this thing that's kind of a you know metaphor for like the sexual tension fine but it's you got the music bed that's just blasting over it you know i don't know if they know that they're doing a thing or i not. think
2: they know they're doing a thing that was actually that scene was the trailer for the show
0: she's <laughs> really?
2: Yes Wow Yes it's letting
1: you know uh, What you're getting yes. into I guess Yes, and,
2: and I, after I watched Well then that, that would have
1: left me Just as confused as Watching this
0: show Okay, has left me.
2: well See, and that's what I when, After I watched it I, I was thinking about it And I thought about Would this have been If they're, if they're pushing that A little bit Like the, the You know Burgeoning sexuality Of these teens Which, you know Is a reality of Being a teenager Whether we want to admit it or not it's there. Um, would it have been okay to have this show on Disney Plus? And I don't know. Um, you know, because Disney wants stuff to be like PG-13. And they want to buy Twitter. Long. Yeah, right? Yeah. So...
1: I don't know. I th- There's... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I don't... I guess I don't really know what I want. Uh, what Here's what I want. I want the... <laughs> I want the Frank... Uh, I, I want the frank depiction, um, not explicit, but like the frank depiction of awkwardness and sexuality and sensuality that exists in Becker, A- Becky Abatelly's book, uh, "Simon versus the State Business Agenda." But I don't yes. want this like Greg Berlanti glossy, you know, my name is Barry Allen, Barry Allen, I'm the Gay Flash like thing that just that the sh- that the show is presenting. Like it's the show is like afraid to be. What it's supposed to be, which is like a show version of this movie of a book, of a book you where we—it's
2: it's, not—it's it's afraid to be genuine.
1: Where you look at okay, here's a, here's a great example. Where you look at like sex education, which yes. sex education, yes, I'm not saying it's perfect, but it knows what it is, and then it turns. Nobody gets as much action as these high schoolers on sex education, <laughs> right? Yes. But yes. but they're dealing with these relationships in the frank way that teenagers would but also they're doing incredibly stupid things and they're looking at a situation and going well i I just have to do this and as an adult you're like go home jerk off you will not remember this when you're 30 but Mm -hmm. that's the drama of what we're seeing right and i just i don't see that like the depth of that in this show that was almost on disney plus so maybe that's the problem i don't know
2: um i i agree with you and i as we were watching this i couldn't help but um, think of sex education as well. And and I feel like... I feel like sex education um, has more overall... um, And granted, we've only watched the first two episodes, so I don't know that this is necessarily true for the entire series. It's kind of hard to judge. But I feel like um, sex education has more well-rounded characters. Um, They have more depth to them. Even, you know, the school bully, he's not just a bully and that's it like there's more stuff going on with him is he necessarily a good person eh, i mean you don't you think that andrew I mean?
1: contains multitudes
2: i don't to be perfectly honest and i don't know maybe we'll get that turned around maybe not in the season maybe it'll be yeah, talked but sex about, it's, it, education
1: you know. managed to do it in like the first episode here's another thing sex education is like 55 minutes long
2: that's true. why is this
1: a half an hour
2: that's a good question. I just don't. Like, th- it's
1: just not enough.
2: It's not enough to really get into. I don't know if I want to
1: watch a, a hour version of this, but it, well, but I, I'll admit it's not enough. I
2: just, I guess, here is the thing. I, I'm, I'm I'm disappointed in in the writing of this. I, I don't think. I think it miss. I think it doesn't understand what made. Um, Simon versus the Homo Sapiens Agenda, and and love Simon so great, and, and I think that
1: oh, Jennifer Garner,
2: <laughs> and 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 I I think that, that you know, um, there there was a lot of heart in both of those stories. Um, I, I felt like the it, it was they were both pretty funny, and um, I think that they really really honed in on how awkward it is to be a teenager and what it's like to go to high school. And this just felt like, you know, we've, we've all seen so many different TV shows and movies about high schools. This just didn't like, how is this different? What's special about, about this? You know, besides the fact that, that the Victor is, is gay and he isn't out yet. And he's struggling with that. Is he gay? Or is he bisexual? Or is he struggling with his sexual identity? I don't know.
1: Well, we haven't finished the show yet. Yeah. I guess that's on us. Um, Yes. Uh, How cool, or excuse me, how uncool was I? Um, I feel like I went to a lot of parties in high school, and there was never booze at any high school party I've ever been to. So I guess I was not going to the cool parties.
2: Yeah, I guess I wasn't (laughs) either. I mean, I think the only ones that I went to were probably theater Theater
1: parties. Well, got my answer.
2: Yep. (laughs) But I mean theater fighters in college, man, there was a ton of booze there. Yeah, there's a big
1: turnaround there, huh?
2: Yeah, I I don't know what that is.
1: Would you recommend this?
2: Here here's the thing. I think I think it's important to I think that there I'm a big believer that there needs to be more media period that depicts (laughs) lgtbq oh sure yeah yeah and and depicts them prominently and in in lead roles if not the lead role yeah um and i also like that it's part of the simon verse so i'm gonna say yes uh it's not as emphatic a yes as i would like i wish i liked this more than i do yeah, I, it doesn't, I honestly, and honestly, I really liked, I, I like all of Becky's books and I like the movie Love Simon. I don't like this as much, but I do recommend it and I do think it's important to support media like this if we want to see more of it.
1: And honestly, like, it doesn't matter if you recommend it or not because people love this. It's like 91% yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, it's, it's going down really well. In fact, I bet Disney's kind of kicking themselves for. Shuffling it off to Hulu, um, I guess it'll be a boon for, for Hulu. But I think people really like this and they're watching it. And again, I don't. I'm not willing to completely discount it because, like I said, I it's possibly not for me, um, or I just am too out of touch with like the way broadcast TV is now. So I would I would tentatively recommend this, and I am interested to see more. Yeah, um, it's just me when we too. watch other school based setting shows like community you know or or a movie like love simon um you kind of wish that it was a little higher quality and it's not uh like a crayon drawing instead of a painting of something great
2: well the thing that's so crazy about that too is that isaac uh aptecker and elizabeth berger um who wrote the screenplay for love simon are both co-creators on the show yeah so why 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 what is so different
1: there's a ask Michael Chabin, who is a Pulitzer Prize winning author that turned out a uh, real weak uh, well, 10 episode season true. of TV. You know, ask anybody who has to take um, a 90 minute screenplay and you know, try to make a 10 hour show out of it. Or in this case, a five hour show out of it. True. So uh, I want to know what is the mandate that all parents have to be cool? <laughs> Do you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, his parents are pretty cool. I feel like yeah, I feel yeah. like you know, even yeah. just
1: using you know Becky's book as as like a text here, like you know, the kids love their parents, but the parents were like doing their best to be like, wow, you got the the Spotify's and the whatever, and the kids are like, okay, whatever, you like, you know what I mean? Like it's like, they're they're we love our parents. They're in a different world than
0: us. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, we're in our world, right? But in both Love Simon and this. You know, whether it's Josh Duhamel or whatever, it has to be like, <laughs> you know, I'm kind of dorky and I got the dad jokes, but, you know, I get it. I get it, Simon. I understand what you're going through.
2: You don't know. Like, actual parents aren't like that. You're, you're no, embarrassed by them. Yeah. They say things and, and if, you're like, Why and, and, if you you really, and if they
1: really did understand you and you, <laughs> you could talk them. so well and so closely with them, there'd be no show because Victor would be like, I don't know if you're going to like this or not, but I'm gay. It's like, well, it oh, this is the, well, that's a big decision to make, you know. Right, but look, right, we right. love you no matter what goes on. Right,
2: right, right. <laughs>
1: but you know, but there has to be this thing where it's like, hey, how did you meet mom? Or you know, why why is mom the one for you? And he's like, I got to tell you, I got to tell you, Victor. I remember the first time I saw her, I was just trying to get in her pants. But then I understood, like, oh no, it's, it's her charm, and it's it's like, does any nobody's ever talked to their parents like Talk that? Talk to their children
2: they? like that? Yeah, I don't. I don't. I, I. I certainly don't have anything in my experience that was like that. All right. Well.
1: Anyway, uh, a double, more or less, recommend from us. I do uh, want
2: to give a plug oh for Becky Abbottali's newest book. Okay. Um, her. She has a book called Love Creekwood that is out on June thirtieth. It uh, takes place uh with the 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 characters from the simon verse um uh, but not love victor she doesn't have the rights to any of the love characters on 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 love victor
0: right.
2: uh but it it takes place after the events of uh love simon and they're all in uh college i believe and it is it's it's a novella, so it's very short, mm-hmm. and it's all emails back and forth between the
1: characters. Oh, an epistolary novel. Yes, I love those.
2: Yes. Okay. So well,
1: um, I maybe we can uh, drop a thing in the show notes uh, yep. with uh, a link to Amazon where you can pick that up. Absolutely. And um, pre-orders I,
2: are available. I
1: know that you're gonna uh, read it, so maybe you can give us a little update uh, in the future, sure. uh, like a review.
2: Sounds good. A, a, a book review,
1: yes. Not the New York Times, <laughs> but almost just as good. We did steal their uh, their uh, their slogan. <laughs> All of the news that's fit to print. <laughs> if you didn't know where that came from, this is Colonel O'Malley, the Old West Ghosts, going back in my time machine. Well, that's the show. Yes. We almost made it. hmm <laughs> Almost made it under 90 minutes.
0: <laughs> but
1: didn't quite. Uh, but that's okay. Uh, some good discussion, I think, about two academic-related settings or yes. uh, pieces of fiction. Almost as if we planned it that way.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> almost. Almost.
1: Not quite. <laughs> I want to do a movie about uh, a guy that works in a movie theater. Okay. And it's right when everybody is coming back, because they're reopening the theaters, right? Sure. But you've got to. There's this big thing over. It's a political thing over whether you have to wear a mask or not.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Sure. But eventually
1: they tell everybody they've got to wear masks. Uh huh. But then he's cleaning up a thing, or he's like taking tickets or whatever, and he sees somebody's mask slips,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and under that mask he sees, he sees something bad.
2: Uh oh. What's that? I don't
1: know. It's like aliens or
2: something. Oh, okay. <laughs>
1: And then he's got to th- figure out. And it's going to be, oh, boy, uh, a white guy wants to do a movie about how great movies are. <laughs> and it's going to have aliens in it. Wow. <laughs> it's like, if it's, that's just Edgar Wright. And oh, like, wow. what if, uh, who makes movies about how movies, what if, uh, who makes movies? about if. How... <laughs> um, what if. Uh, <laughs> help me out here
2: oh, uh, who who's, made, a, who's a
1: classic director who makes movies about uh, how, how great movies are
2: um, what uh, uh, the player who did the player well, Altman Well, that yeah. was like
1: one movie though
2: okay um, what if like
1: Fellini yeah like a, a modern day Fellini mm-hmm. <laughs> it had the technology if Fellini was making movies today would it all be speed up slow down visual sound effects sure, why not? would he be the Edgar Wright of today would he be competing with Edgar
2: Wright sure I don't know. I have I have no idea. Maybe no baby driver on. two. No, 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 I don't think that's happening. <laughs> Not with like three of your big players cancelled, so Yeah. That's uh, probably for the best. Yeah. That yeah.
1: that Lily Rose, whatever her name is, she's the worst. Um, <laughs> what's her name? Lily. Lily James, James, I think. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: What was the other English the most English name ever?
2: Besides Lily?
1: No, you we were like um, another Sailor New plug. We were talking about um, the the first guy to like teach English oh, to Japanese William people. William
2: Adams, I believe, <laughs> yeah, is it was his like name. William yeah, Adams. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he
1: had to kill Bob Johnson to, to <laughs> get the most English name ever title.
0: Yeah. yeah uh,
1: well, um, kill us for the title on social media. Yeah. Not all they're not all going to be smooth. Wow. All the transitions, wow. but we're on social media at just enough trope. Uh, Twitter, Facebook. And Instagram, also, you can join us in our Discord to talk about Love, Victor, to talk about Love, Simon, movies, TV shows, comic books, video games, all the things we talk about on this show, mm-hmm. talking about on the Discord and social media, so join us there. Also, wherever you're listening to the show, be it Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, what, what do we determine uh, that the, uh, the weird big-numbered... Uh, Player was.
2: It's a weird big. Oh, I forget what it was called.
1: <laughs> Whatever. Uh, yeah. It Inside like joke.
2: Wrote a. Something. I don't <laughs> no, know. I don't think it was. No, but I don't inside think it joke. was either. Yeah. Uh, a little
1: bird brings it to you on scrolls. Uh, whatever it is, <laughs> uh, we could definitely use a subscribe from you so you can get the show right away. That's for you. Yeah. The thing for us is the review and the rating. Very, very important. Mm-hmm. Uh, we say that on every show, but I want to double down and say that if you're listening to the show and you have uh, for a while, if you're just joining us and you enjoy the show, let us know by letting the service know that mm-hmm. you're on. So if the service that you're on accepts reviews and ratings, we'd appreciate a high rating from you and a review telling us what you like about the show Mm -hmm. and even, uh, you know, what you'd like to see in the future. Yes. We appreciate that. So give us five sneakers that are your destiny. (laughs) (laughs) That was a real thing. Yeah. That was said on that show. Also, I I don't don't know where the other pair of the sneakers is.
2: Well, yeah, I I think (laughs) the shoes thing is supposed to be paying homage to Love, Simon. Oh, did Simon wear shoes? Well, there is a guy who is doing lawn care service at the very beginning of the film, and Simon's getting into his car, and he's like, nice boots. And I think the guy doesn't hear him, and then he's like talking to himself like, why did I say that, or something like
1: that. I don't think that's what it is.
2: Oh, you don't think that's Uh, what it is? Maybe.
1: I mean, it is the same screenwriters. Yeah. But, you know, like, shoes are cool. Yeah. To everybody. That's true. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's collectible true. shoes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Not so much that I know what's going on, but <laughs> but they were his destiny. Yeah. And that's just to parallel the yeah. you know, he thinks that
2: the, the kid that is, Benji's is his, his destiny, destiny. Anyway, yes. Um, give
1: exactly. us five stars and leave the shoes out of it. We'll be back in the future to talk about something else. And until we come back, we're signing off. I'm your host Caliban. I'm
2: your co-host Mikan Hana.
1: Keep the geek fires burning.